0: I always tell people when we talk about tech stack, your foundation is your email service provider because it generally gives you your digital office. And then you build your other things on top of it.
1: Welcome to Gentle Frog's Bookkeeping LilyPad, your cozy corner of the podcasting world, where numbers tell a story and bookkeeping blossoms into an adventure. My name is Rachel Barnett, and I'm glad you're here. This podcast is for bookkeepers who enjoy authentic, unfiltered and always encouraging friend to chalk shop with. We will be discussing what it's like to own and operate a small bookkeeping business. Thanks for hopping on the call with me. I have with me Nicole Lux-Ritchie of Luxcentric. Nicole and I met years ago when we both lived in Washington State. Now we both moved to Canada, but in different parts. And so she's just here to talk about fun, exciting technology stuff and what she's doing within her business. She's not a bookkeeper, but she is someone amazing with a lot of great knowledge.
0: So I am a technology coach and my, my slogan is don't let your technology bully you. And that really is kind of the guiding principle of what I do. I am tech support for micro businesses and I specialize in the tech shy. If you come across anybody who says, I hate technology, I don't want to touch it. I don't want to talk to it. I don't want to do anything about it. Then they probably need Nicole. I love them. Those are my favorite clients because we can work through some of the anxiety about tech and make it like, okay, you don't have to do that other scary thing. But let's just do this one thing that you need to do. I also offer now a Lux Lab. It's every first and third Friday of the month. And it's a free one hour drop in. We talk about different topics like managing passwords and organizing your files. Um, the last one we did was on troubleshooting, building a glitch station, which is basically just a folder for all the screenshots of the weird things your computer does and I call that the Lux Lab and the majority of my people who join are the tech shy they're like I don't like it I don't want to do it. But here we can have a safe place to ask all the questions and and how do we do the thing that we want to do without having to go down that deep, dark tech black hole.
1: For the Lux Lab, do you have topics that you just present on or do people show up and they just ask you any random thing that's on their brain?
0: I've tried it both ways. And it's funny, when we did the whole ask any question on your brain, it always came down to unsubscribing from emails. That's really what everybody wants to talk about. I do have... an actual schedule and it's on my website under the Lux Lab. And so the next one coming up is what I call Brain Dump. And that's, we're just going to talk, where do you put all your good ideas? A a note-taking apps and talking about the note-taking apps and, and where should you put these good ideas in a digital format? Do you need a digital format? Are you ready? The next one after that, we'll be talking about just how should you arrange your desktop? How, you know, when you turn on your computer, does it stress you out? Oh, and yeah. what can we do to make it not stress you out? Maybe you don't need all of those icons covering your family picture last time you went on vacation. Another one, we talk about navigating online and best practices and organizing your browser so that all of your favorite websites are easy to access. In March, we'll talk about passwords. That's always Yay. a very fun one. Um, and then uh, we have to wait until the middle of March before we can talk about unsubscribing from emails. I've got about 16 different topics that I sort of cycle through and they, they morph and adjust each year as I realize, oh, I don't want to ever talk about that again. Especially I that. if I get blank stares, I'm like, okay, we need to go back a step before we talk about this one thing that I thought was super exciting. <laughs> Yes. My people are like, no, Nicole, that's not exciting. <laughs> that's not fun.
1: I'm familiar with that. <laughs> I get excited about things and then people are not, or they're like, wait, I don't understand. This was supposed to be the <laughs> basics. And I'm like, I recognize that I went astray, but I just got really excited to show you a thing. <laughs> and I forgot right. that you don't live in my brain. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Well, how are you? It's it's been a couple days since we've chatted. Yeah, there aren't really significant updates. It's like more of the same, but somehow I feel like I'm better at it. I've gotten like better ways to explain things and better ways to organize myself and, you know, more courses, but I feel like it goes smoother. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love, I love that rhythm that, okay, we've, we figured out our thing ish.
0: Yeah. And now it's just, let's clockwork it. We don't need to reinvent the things and then we can find, okay, we need this piece, we need that piece. I feel like for my business, my machine is complete. And it's just a matter of new paint, maybe refining some processes, fleshing things out a little bit, but really the machine's there.
1: Yeah, that's a good and accurate way of describing it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I practice
0: my words sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> nice.
1: So I had somebody that emailed this morning and they were like, oh, we want to hire you to connect our QuickBooks to our emails. We can send on invoices. And I'm like, well, your QuickBooks is too old. You can't do it. And so then they were like, oh, well, because now we have to like print out our paper, scan our paper, attach it to our wow. email. And I'm like, that was my thought. And I was like, if you don't know what I'm talking about, here's a link to Nicole's <laughs> website. Tell her I sent you. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to do that. <laughs> because I'm like, I really would hate the experience of explaining how to print a PDF. Oh, yes, yeah,
0: yeah, I, I don't understand why you would hate that. It seems like a magical conversation. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Sir Nicole. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like what I'm trying to do with the podcast is just create a space for people who don't really have it all dialed in there's mm-hmm. plenty of podcasts for people to brag about how amazing they are, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> we need more of where people are like, okay, you're starting from the beginning. What's the most important things? Like somebody asked me yesterday what tech stack I used, and I overwhelmed them. So then they we were like, <laughs> <You're> like <"Boo." laughs> then they were yeah. like, well, what do you recommend for a newbie? And I was like, okay, this is a good question. I was like, you need to have professional email, Mm -hmm. some way for people to book appointments, Mm -hmm. some way to take your payments, have something where you can get contracts signed. Everything else that I do is just perks and little luxuries. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah. So what I like about you and what you do is you're like the person to help pull together the small necessities. So, like, I explain how I've hired you and I'm like, oh, I have a hard time getting my calendar to show up on my phone and the internet says it's easy. And I'm like, well, easy or not, (laughs) it is not showing up. (laughs) I do not need a big fancy IT firm. I just need someone who understands the technology that lives in and around my pocket. Absolutely. It's, It's funny. And you think about you can Google
0: everything, you know, and I think one of your episodes was, I hire out my distractions because I can go down these rabbit holes. And it's like everything that I do, the majority of my clients can do themselves. But something that will take me 15 minutes to do will take them five, six hours Right, going down, you know, circular rabbit holes and getting lost in corridors. And yeah, if you Connecting your Gmail to a thing usually is really easy unless you accidentally did it wrong the first time, <laughs> you know, yes. and, and then you got to like, you have to undo it before you can redo it. And you've got to, okay, well, many of my clients uh, have more than one Gmail account. Now who out here has more than one Gmail account? Well, if you have more than one Gmail account, connecting your Gmail account to a thing becomes astronomically more complicated. <laughs> Because you're like, which Gmail account? If you use your professional email to do all this professional stuff, but you use your personal email to manage your calendar, well, then it doesn't matter how many appointments are on your professional calendar if it's not (laughs) reading your personal calendar because you're like, what? I wanted to go to my family reunion. Now I have to do a thing. And that's a bummer. So, you know, thinking of tech stack too, I want to add data storage in there. Often it'll come with your email, especially if you're using Google or Outlook. And for most people, I just say, just use Google or Outlook for your email, your professional email. I know that Google and Outlook are both monsters. They're the devil, they're evil, they're horrible, (laughs) but we're little people. You know, if you're a techie nerd and you're like a geekster that wants to host your own email account, sure, fine. Don't use Google or Microsoft. Do the, you know, the very cool, I'm off the grid with my email kind of person. But if you're just starting out and you want to build a bookkeeping business and not fight with your technology, (laughs) pick Google or Microsoft because those two big dogs can connect to all the things. What are you more familiar with? You know, my clients will come to me and they're like, well, everybody tells me I need to get on Google. Everybody tells me I need to get on Microsoft. And I'm like, what do you like? What do you use now? What do you want to fight with? Because you're going to fight different battles. There is no easy software. And the more software bells and whistles, things that'll come at you that says, we can connect all your things and do all the things and connect everything to everything. And we're super easy. After it's set up, sure. Yeah. But do you really want to set it up when you can open a Gmail account, open a Google Workspace account? I do that a lot for people to set up their Google Workspace account and give them a little tour of it. And we can generally get that done in an hour. You got a new email and then you have a place for all of your data storage. You've got a place for your calendar. You've got a whole lot of stuff that Google gives you. And Outlook is the state, And you get email, calendar, data storage, you get all the things. And it's like, start there. I always tell people when we talk about tech stack, your foundation is your email service provider, because it generally gives you your digital office. And then you build your other things on top of it. And I generally will go, oh, let's see if Google can do it. And if Google can't do it, then you add something else like the calendar appointment thing. Google's added a new calendar scheduling thing. And I sort of tinkered and played with it. But I'm like, hmm, I'm used to Calendly. Same. You're, yeah, you're Acuity. I think that's the one that you, you're using. And yeah. like they work so much better because that's like the thing they do exactly <laughs> you know and and they're good at it and they can connect with google and all. same with this uh, zoom is so much better than google meet or teams oh please i don't want to go on teams ever <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't bring me joy <laughs> start with your foundation and then when your foundation doesn't quite do the thing you need to do it then pull something else in and for those of us whose focus is something else like bookkeeping Go with the bigger name brands. They've got their acts together. They know what they're doing. They're not going to, you know, go away as quickly. Like if Google lost all of your data, if Google went defunct, (laughs) you're not going to be the only one that has this problem. People wonder, oh, I'm going to lose my data. I'm going to lose my stuff. This thing is going to break. And -and so-and-so lost all of their data on OneDrive or, you know, name your storage device. And it's like, "Mm, yeah, that's happened in the past to a person. But it happens a whole lot less with this more stable service than it does with, you know, your friend's startup storage thing. I could think it was pretty solid there.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, no. It's solid. It makes sense. It's a good point. Like who cares what your friend is using and tells you that you must use and who cares what software is out there with the shiny objects. Like get your email thing and see what is included for your email money and then decide right. what you need to add on top of it. Right.
0: And there is also something to be said for your friend is using this thing and you should do it too. If your friend really knows how this thing works. Like when my clients are starting out, when they're like, I don't know what to use and they don't actually have an opinion between Outlook and Gmail, I'll tell them Gmail just simply because I'm more familiar with it. If they're like, I love Outlook, Outlook is amazing. It's the best thing ever. I'm like, great. Let's do that. I'm not going to teach people how to use Outlook.
1: Totally fair.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love that there's usually three big dogs in pretty much any race that you can work with and will do the job.
1: I like email is a foundation, I think the next thing that I would strongly recommend would be some sort of password manager. You have a much better way of describing this than I do, but like a magical rhythm to making your passwords. So it's not <laughs> yes. all password one. Like you, you've you written about it right. in blogs where you're like, oh, you do the thing and the thing yes. and then it's always different, but it's like easy and I'm but like... It's
0: the same and it's easy and it's, oh, <laughs> passwords, goodness. You know, it's like can open worms everywhere with passwords.
1: <laughs> I don't know if I'm happy or sad, but I feel like it's important. It is.
0: It's super important. And the thing is, is that passwords, we just want to keep ahead of the bad guys. That's really what we're talking about. I had sent out one of my blogs and it's kind of a precursor to a password manager. The password pattern is you choose your favorite word, your special word, maybe your word of the year. You choose your four digit number, you know, and maybe you don't want to choose your the year of your birth because everything starts with, you know, 19 or 20 But anyways, choose a four digit. And then what you'll do is you have that as your foundational rhythm. You know, maybe your word is love. Your number is 5309. Then you're going to tack on something that makes you think of your service like Google. So... Love 5309, Google with a capital G and an exclamation point is a relatively secure password, especially if then let's say your Zoom password is love 5309 Zoom. That's a different password. People have asked me, hey, but can the programmers program that system in? And I'm like, yes, they can hack it, but they're going to do it after they get the one that has Password one, two, three, four. They're going to eat them first. And and then they'll head to, you know, the one that's using random word one, two, three, four for everything. Even something extremely complex like love 5309 exclamation point for everything is going to get eaten before the one that you just tag a little thing on that makes them all different. I'm generally kind of pulling my people like, come on, we need some more diversity in your passwords.
1: Yes. Yes. Start there. Because they're like, yeah,
0: I know that this, but I can't remember that. This is a better step. And then once they're really comfortable with that, they're generally ready for a password manager. And that is a program that remembers all your passwords for you. And also, nothing is 100% secure. Last pass, the big, easy, wonderful password manager was hit uh, last year. And that was a really bad day for a lot of people. But the thing is, is that it's like the bank. In the beginning, your bank got robbed, you lost all your money. And then they gradually built in other systems so that if the bank gets robbed, you don't actually lose your money. There are insurances and securities and whatnot. And we're building that with password managers. What matters is do you have a system for your passwords so that you don't have to get locked out of everything and you can be secure? And that the biggest thing to really do is set up two factor off, get the code you know, put in your password, have it send your phone a code. But how it do that? Because then it's like, okay, if they've guessed your love 5309 Facebook exclamation point, they'll put that in and then you'll get a code saying, here's your code to log into Facebook. And you're like, I'm at the beach. I'm not logging into Facebook. (laughs) not me. So you have a clue that, okay, the bad guys may have gotten your password, but they didn't get your account. Don't stress out. You know, stay at the beach, enjoy your margaritas and whatnot, get sober and then change your password. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. We don't want to be drunk and passwording, right?
1: No, no. (laughs) (laughs) I will never remember that password.
0: (laughs) Yeah, right. And now we're speaking of password managers. The technology there is really good, but it's not great the top password managers now uh, one password I switched from last password because of the big you know last has crisis and because I needed to know more than one big dog in this tech category Google password has actually really risen in its sophistication and value it used to be that if you had your your browser save your password that was not recommended but google has really upped their game they now have a password manager built into your google system into your chrome and you're allowed to one go in there look at your passwords change them or edit them and note if you change your password in your password manager it does not change the password on your service so yeah be aware
1: But what I like
0: about the password manager is that it has a note field so that you can put in like your secret questions or your secret answers, or you can say, I changed my password on Thursday, August 28th. That Google password manager is really a good entry level password manager.
1: And, you know, there's
0: really nothing horrible about having your password notebook, except if you don't update it.
1: No, it's true. So, like people are not breaking into your house to look for your notebook right. of passwords. And
0: maybe they are, but maybe, maybe you should get some better friends.
1: Right. <laughs> it's, yeah, exactly. I have so many notebooks in and around my desk. I'm like, if I had a password notebook, nobody would have any idea which one of these little stacks of paper <laughs> that is. Right, right. It's fun to
0: talk to people about their password notebooks because they give them very clever names. And I'm not going to out anybody's password manager or password notebook name, but they're very clever. And they're like, I would never think that that would be where you keep your passwords. I can spend 15 minutes doing this thing or you can spend five hours doing this thing. Or you can spend five minutes doing this thing. I'm helping the treasurer in my community league. And so I went through probably 15, 20 hours going through reconciling and figuring out how QuickBooks online works. And I'm like, I should probably call Rachel. And then I go take another 10 hours of something. And I know that when when I finally get my schedule together and and I have you look at what this thing I've done, you're going to be like, yeah, you could have done this and this and then But I love, I love professionals that can do, that focus on this thing.
1: Yeah, that's exactly it. Like, focus on the thing and have your hobbies. Your hobby yeah. learns. I wouldn't get anything done if I did all the things that I want to do. Right. So I'm yeah. like, okay, well, somebody else does these things, then I can do more of these other things that I actually should do and enjoy. Like, I, you know, I love that I've got my
0: business in such a place now that I'm doing the things I want to do, you know, not the things that all the business people said, you should do this, you should do that. And I tried some of those, but oh, it's like, yeah. I look at my calendar and I'm like, oh, I get to do this with this person and I get to do this with this person and oh, this one's going to be a challenge, but we are up for it. I love this and I and I've designed it so it's like I have enough downtime and bandwidth that I can breathe in how I do things and I can spend, you know, maybe extra hours with one person because they're going to have the same problem that these three other people will have that I figured out because I've narrowed in this is what I do and this yeah. is the little playland I live in and I have some people that are like, "Nicole, can you teach me this?" and it's like, "No, I'd have to learn that." Yes. And I'd love to learn that, but that's adjacent to my wheelhouse. Right. And it would take away hours from my people.
1: Yeah. It's a wonder line we live in, Rachel. It's true. (laughs) It is really magical. Like when you throw out what people say you should do, you build up enough of a reputation and an established sure. business that you can look at your calendar and say, I am so excited about every single thing on my calendar right now.
0: Yeah, you know, and that's also fun. I think, I mean, the pandemic had its pros and cons. Right. Mostly cons, of course, yes. But one thing, when I had to pivot my business, I used to teach retired people at retirement centers, you know, wow. how to use a computer. And we got into things like how to use the mouse and how to play solitaire. I loved it. And I would go to their house and I would tutor them. I. moved and had to support myself, I had to kind of abandon them because you can't charge as much money as is reasonable to go over to someone's house, teach them computer, have tea, drive home, talk about their grandkids. You can't do all that economically. But since the pandemic, I spent like the first three or four months of the pandemic teaching everybody I knew how to use Zoom. And so now I get what I call my candy clients back. And that's my retired people who just want to do a few things online they want to check their email they want to write letters they want to research things and they want to pay their bills i can now help them because they can get on zoom you know whereas before they're like i'm not gonna it's not that they couldn't it's that it was overwhelmingly scary for them it's not scary for them anymore which is wonderful
1: yeah yeah